Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. All right, everybody, we roll till uh, 3 o'clock today. It's always fun, and we're just going to kind of break away from all the bracket talk in college basketball just for a little bit. Because Ryan Van Bibber, the NFL editor for SB Nation, is our guest. He comes to us, of course, on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Ryan, good afternoon. Hello, Ryan. Hey, how are you guys doing today? Hey, we're doing great, pal. All right. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we got you. Do you got me? All right. Okay, fair enough. Let's um, let's start in Dallas, where the Cowboys indicated we're going to cut Tony Romo, then changed their mind and said, all right, we're going to trade him. Everybody else told him to take a freaking hike. They weren't interested in the trade. When are they going to cut him? Do you know? It's got to happen sooner rather than later because they can't, I mean, you know, I, I guess technically this thing could probably play out all the way up to the draft, but I would think it'll, it'll get done sooner rather than later because they just can't, you know, I, I think they kept him on the, on the roster to see if maybe they could salvage a trade, but I, they're not going to find any takers with that contract. Yeah, the contract continues to be a big issue. We see uh, more quarterback movement. Chicago, Jay Cutler last week let go. And uh, in true Jay Cutler slash New York Jets fashion, looks like those two want to get together. It seemed like uh, destiny happening for these two sides. Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine a worse. Can you imagine Jay Cutler and the New York Cowboys media? I, I can't even. The, the, the front page of the New York Post is editors are, are, are begging for this, I yeah. would think. Yeah. I, look, that's. It's really strange how all this stuff is starting to shake out. Um, a lot of people, too, are interested in this area because Adrian Peterson with Minnesota uh, had a great run with the Vikings, but he's only appeared in, like, I don't know, three games in the last 36 because of injury. Is anybody really going to take a shot at him, and how big, and how big of a pay cut is he going to have to take? Somebody will. I mean, you know, I think he's going to have to take a pretty big pay cut, and maybe, you know, maybe it's a deal where it's sort of an, one of those where it's kind of laced with incentives. I mean, you know, it was interesting. He's planning to hang out in Seattle for a while. I think they've had all the all the, the guys that were fantasy superstars three or four years ago have come through Seattle this month already. So, I mean, they're going to take their time with Peterson and see what's up. But, you know, somebody will sign him. I mean, you know, he's bounced back enough in his career. But, you know, I think at age 31, you just – it's a question mark how much you can really expect from him. So it's got to be, it's got to be heavy on incentives if it's going to be anything. Well, there were many people that were trying to connect the dots with him in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. That doesn't appear to be uh, one that's going to play out. But speaking of Green Bay, their former starting running back Eddie Lacy, the big boy. What do you think is left for him? I mean, we we saw last year after he had uh, two years ago, he had the bad season, went through P90X, still. Look better, but not great. By he's, any means. he's 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 a little beefy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> how much uh, how much dough is left in that that donut, if you will, for him, for uh, Mr. Eddie Lacy? Do you think he can still play? <laughs> I think he can. I mean, you know, it's weird that he would be so good for a while there and then just kind of disappear. And I think that you know, here's another candidate for sort of. I mean, obviously, his age isn't a factor with Lacy like it is for a guy like Peterson, but. 
you know, it, to me, it's sort of an incentive deal. It's like, hey, if you take care of yourself and you're in shape and you can run and produce, we're going to pay you. We're going to pay you nicely. But if you can't, we're not going to, you know, commit ourselves to a whole bunch of guaranteed money and, and have to worry about competing with China food on the side. When you take a look right now at the overall free agency market, now, a couple of guys have ink deals, but still there's a lot of meat on the table. Are you a little surprised it hasn't moved more quickly? A little bit. I mean, you know, the, some of the names out there that I'm mostly surprised by are guys like, you know, nobody signed on Tari Poe yet. I mean, mm-hmm. and it's not like, you know, we've seen movement in the market for, um, you know, free agent free agent defensive linemen. So it's not like, you know, you're waiting for that big guy to kind of set the market and then all the other contracts fall in place from that. So, you know, Donta Hightower, I know part of that is probably the hang-up with the fact that he's trying to get something done with the Patriots. He wants to stay in New England. But, you know, the New England wants him back and is only going to pay so much to get him. So that's maybe a hold-up on that end. And then the quarterbacks, and I think that might be more of a, a something that's kind of waiting for Romo because then you have Cutler and Kaepernick, who I think are sort of next on that list if you were to rank the quarterbacks available who, you know, depending on who gets the wins, the Romo sweepstakes, then maybe they have to factor in if, if those guys can be an answer. And then maybe you've got the, a couple trade chips there. I know they're not technically free agents, but you know, Jimmy Garoppolo and AJ McCarron, we've seen, you know, their name get tossed into the rumor mill quite mm-hmm. a bit this spring and, and, and still nothing's shaken out yet. So. Okay. Okay. Then quickly, a couple of guys real quick. Um, I'm just real curious who will take a shot in your estimation at Colin Kaepernick. And I also see where Cincinnati has invited Oklahoma running back Joe Mixon in for some conversation after his pro day. Look, we know the guy can play, but with everything that surrounds him, is he will will he get a lot of general managers that'll call him in to talk or will they stay away? Let's start with Kaepernick first. Well, you know, the, the Kaepernick thing's interesting. I think if you know, in in a rational market, in any rational market where um <laughs> you know the base uh Mike Glennon fifteen million dollars a year, yep. you know, Colin Kaepernick could get, you know, fifteen or sixteen million dollars a year too. And I and I know he's you know, like Glennon, he's he's not the complete package. He's a little more limited in what he can do as a quarterback. I understand that. But, you know, he's pretty good. I mean, he's, you think of him and Tyrod Taylor in sort of the same category of what they could do. Um, you know, with Kaepernick, maybe a little bit more upside because he can put the, the ball down the field a little bit better than Taylor can. So I, maybe there's some trepidation waiting to see what happens with those two. Maybe guys are kind of, you know, maybe teams are sort of waiting to see what happens with Romo and Cutler before they make that commitment. And then I'm sure there's probably some trepidation from teams and general managers because of the anthem thing. I mean, this is the NFL. We know that, you know, despite what everybody says, you know, they're always going to be a little concerned about their public image when it comes to stuff like that. So, you know, that's definitely a factor. I mean, it's hard to whether whatever side of the issue you may fall down on, I think that's definitely a factor in Kaepernick's free agency. The Mixon thing's interesting because I'm not surprised to see a team bring him in. And, you know, the Bengals obviously have, um, you know, Giovanni Bernard on the uh, with a torn ACL last season. So, you know, there's questions about whether they'll have their one-two punch at running back. So because he was excluded from the combine, teams are going to be, um, you know, teams are going to want to bring him in to see him because they didn't get the chance to interview him at the combine if a team, you know, feels like maybe this is potentially their guy. So, you know, because what he's been through and because of what he's done in his past, I think that teams are, are, are going to be, 
you know, we saw this with the Chiefs and Tyreek Hill last year. Obviously, it's going to hurt his draft stock, but I think in the end he'll still get drafted. Now, the difference with Mixon, he's a running back, and this is a really good draft for running back. So if you feel like maybe, you know, the deciding factor between Mixon and another guy on your draft board is the incident, you're probably going to go with the other guy because it's sort of a, you know, it's a push sure. so, uh, on, for their on-field skills. So. You know, uh, we're talking right now with Ryan Van Bibber, SB Nation, talking NFL with him. I was going through and looking uh, at a list earlier this morning of the remaining free agents, and I looked at the edge rushers slash defensive ends, and there's a ton of names still there. Demarcus Ware, Mario Williams, Elvis Doomerville, Dwight Freeney, and then I thought uh, those guys are also all kind of on the backside of their careers. Are these veterans waiting waiting for the right spot, the right, right contract? You see a host of names that you know, but they're also maybe not left in the tank there. What do you think is going to happen with that group of pass rushers? That, you know, that's an interesting point because that's the group of pass rushers that are always sort of the, that go in the latter phases of free agency. Mm-hmm. They're not the big money guys. You know, they're not like last year with Olivier Vernon or anything like that or Chandler Jones, who obviously got the tag this year. But, you know, they're not that level. But you think about, you know, a few years ago with Dwight Freeney when he was a late addition came in as a part-time player and then still managed to, you know, have all those sacks for the Cardinals. So, you know, I think some of these guys will take their chances and wait it out a little bit. Some of the teams are going to wait and see. And, you know, you 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 get to a point in your career like DeMarcus where you have that luxury of waiting a little bit too. You don't need to be at OTAs. You're not getting anything out of OTAs at this point in your career. So, you know, there's no reason to get on the roster just yet if you don't want to, you know, you don't want to spend all your days in the weight room or on the practice field this summer. So, you know, that's, there's a couple different factors that go into that. But I guarantee you by week one next year, any of those guys that want to have a job will have a job. We're having a conversation with Ryan Van Bibber, uh, SB Nation NFL editor on the Draft House 50 hotline. Take me then to the combine and then to the draft. In your estimation, is there two, three, four players whose stock escalated in the upcoming draft because of the combine and why? Well, I mean, I don't know that anyone is going to see a big boost in the combine. Obviously, I mean, I think the, you know, the obvious one is a, you know, Miles Garrett had such a great combine, but you know, he was already probably, uh, you know, the the top pick in there anyway so i think that's probably maybe solidified his status a little bit you know this is another obvious one but john ross is a is a pretty good example of a guy that you know all you had to do was break the the 20 almost 20 year old speed record there to to uh to uh to, to get your name on the board but you know to me that answers a lot of questions about receivers who were maybe on that teams had questions about on the fringe of the first or second round. And I think we'll see a few more receivers maybe get bumped into the first round now because of that. So it's a, you know, it's an interesting time. And I think these, you know, when teams get together and work out and interview with these players one-on-one, you'll see a lot more movement based on what happens there. And, you know, teams get a chance to sit down and talk to them, put them in front of a whiteboard, Mm -hmm. interview them and go through all that stuff. And I think a lot of this is going to hinge on the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks had a good combine, Deshaun Watson especially, I mean, I think he really made his money in the meeting rooms with teams and, and answered a lot of questions that they may have had about his readiness to grasp an NFL offense. But, uh, you know, I, I think all this kind of is going to depend on where the quarterbacks end up going in the draft and, and how the rest of it all shakes out. Yeah, certainly uh, 
you wonder how much of these different things that you hear are smokescreen and yep. you know how much of these things that you hear are really real, things they want to be in the media and things that they want. It, it's such an interesting time leading up to the draft. The draft this year, not having that you know ace number one quarterback that everybody's talking about, what do you think it's going to do? Also in Philadelphia this year, is this going to uh, be a lead up and be bigger than what we've seen in the past? Kind of general. What do you think this draft is going to look like, at least in pertains of the coverage that will be out there? It's going to be big. I mean, it always is. This is an interesting year, though, because you just don't have those, you know, ready-made stars like you kind of have in the past. I mean, I think Deshaun Watson, as people get to know him a little bit more in the NFL world, is going to be, you know, uh, somebody that people really end up liking because he's got that personality. He's a really fun guy. And if he can put it together on the field, even better. But I think that, uh, you know, what you'll see is, is a little more hype as the time goes by. This is a weird year because they did the combine, and then the day after the combine ended, the free agency tampering window started, and you just had that 48-hour spending spree and free agency. So I think, you know, as this week kind of moves into the, you get into the mid part of this month, you'll see a, you'll see people change their hats a little bit, catch their breath from free agency, and really kind of start digging into the draft. You know, I'm really kind of uh, taken back a little bit by what is going on right now. We've seen so much uh, free agency, and the draft is loaded with talent this year. Are, in your estimation, all the different teams that you correspond with, are teams salivating over this draft? How do they view this draft as being, at least in our estimation, a terrific draft class? You know, it's a good draft for defensive players. Um, okay. I think defensive linemen and cornerbacks, and, and even to a lesser extent safeties, are a real strength of this group. And we haven't seen a draft with a lot, you know, not a lot, but we haven't seen a draft with more than like one or two kind of, you know, good safety prospects in a long time. So I think that's a real benefit. And you even saw that to a lesser extent play out on the free agent market. I mean, you know, A.J. Boye got – paid by the Jaguars, and obviously the Patriots went out and signed Stephon Gilmore to a pretty nice contract, but those weren't the kind of contracts we saw, you know, like what Janoris Jenkins got last year from the Giants. I mean, these weren't the kind of big quarterback contracts that really kind of, you know, cracked that top two or three, you know, annual salary Mm -hmm. contracts for quarterbacks out there. And that's, you know, partly a reflection because of the draft you're going to find a much better starting corner in the draft this year than you are on free, than you were in free agency, unless you were able to sign Gilmore, who even still has some question marks and boy, in my opinion too. So you see that reflect a little bit. It's a weak draft for offensive linemen. We haven't seen a lot of good offensive linemen coming from college lately anyway. And you don't really see, you look at all the projections in the mocks and teams just aren't real comfortable with a lot of the guys who would otherwise be, you know, could be first-round picks. The kid out of Wisconsin's one, I think, is a, a surefire first-rounder. But beyond that, it's it's not real clear. And you saw those guys got paid really well in free agency. I mean, the teams that needed offensive line help spent big, and they did it quick to get their guys locked down. I mean, even Matt Khalil, who is one of those kind of, you know, disappointing college offensive linemen, got a big-money contract from the Panthers. So, you know, this is a – you're seeing that reflected in free agency and what, the, what teams are looking at – in as far as the strengths and weaknesses of this draft go. Last one for me, Ryan. Ryan Van Bibber with us here on the Draft House 50 Hotline. What was the best free agent signing and what was the worst? One of each, best and worst. All right. I really, you know, this is a, this is an obvious one, but I think that 
Martellus Bennett going to the Packers is a great move. I mean, it's just, you know, they were talking about bringing back Jared Cook, and I think that would have been a good move too, but Jared Cook, you know, they didn't get a deal done. And I think in the end they got a much better player than they would have if they brought back Jared Cook. I think it's a much more dynamic offense, and you have sort of what was one of the weaknesses in that, in that offense at times last year was, was that the, a passing attack in the middle of the field, and now you've answered that with Martellus Bennett, who is a, was going to be a nice, enjoyable player that they brought there. I don't know what the 49ers were thinking when they decided to pay a fullback $5 million a year. I mean, yeah. I love fullbacks. They're great. I mean, it, it, I'm a throwback NFL guy, but I just don't see what on earth you're thinking when you go out and you give um, Mike Uchek the, uh, the, the, the 20 million, 20 some million dollar deal when, you know, fullbacks are pretty, uh, you know, readily available for, for much less money. But Hey, I mean, if you can get that kind of money as a player, by gosh, you better sign that contract. It's uh, always good, pal. The John Lynch era. Off there you to go. a rousing start. Fullbacks and <laughs> safeties. Here we go. Amazing. <laughs> All right, kid. Thank you. It's always good to catch up with you. You have a great week. Thank you, man. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. See you. Ryan Van Bibber, the uh, NFL editor, SB Nation, on the Draft House 50 hotline. Always good stuff from him. Was there a free agent signing that, that you liked that you <sighs> just said, that's a good one? Nothing Nothing just blows my doors off yet. I Maybe Martellus Bennett with Green Bay. Yeah, that's what Ryan said. He liked that yeah, one. That's it. I, I really liked what Philadelphia did. And bringing in Alshon Jeffrey. Okay. Because you have Carson Wentz, who I think maybe got overinflated because they were winning some games earlier this year, then went down. But you know, at that time, it was all about what was happening in Dallas. They kind mm-hmm. of gained control of not only the storyline, but, but just all the headlines in the NFC East. You had the, the skins that were right there. You had right. the Giants fighting back, trying to get back in the playoff mix. So they were kind of lost in the shuffle. But you need pieces. You need weapons. And Elshon Jeffrey, you right. can talk about him. When he's out there and he's healthy, there's not many better in the NFL. So going out and getting him, I think that was the move that I just it clicked. But that makes sense. But you're per but but you were absolutely correct when you said when he is healthy. Well, I mean, he he's it? been pretty healthy. He's been pretty healthy. You think so? Yeah. It's the NFL. Well, Guys get hurt. Well, I know they do. Yeah. But a lot of guys are better at handling that than some. How many games has he missed? Well, didn't he miss the entire, what, that first year? No. He, he missed how many, how many games? He missed, it was the first year that, or the second year where he missed like eight games? He missed six games. In six first games. Years. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Last two uh, missed four games last year. Of okay. course, that was because of a suspension, though, not injury. Right. And uh, missed seven games. So seven. Okay. See? He's been completely healthy three out of his five years. Not exactly a injury concern. No, Jim. but still, I don't know. I, I, but I think you're right. When healthy. Yeah, he can be top shelf. And when you have Carson Wentz, yeah. get him some help. Yeah. Get yeah. him help. Yeah, absolutely. We're coming right back, everybody, after this. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. The weather's warming up, and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small. Flat roof, sloped, or pitched. 
The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. Hey everybody, it's me, it's Jimmy B, and I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. One dollar to join any membership for someone in your family as well. Just one dollar. It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. When you put the brilliant teams who design, engineer, and build Ford vehicles together with the 35,000 hardworking specialists who keep them running, you've got one finely tuned, well-oiled machine. No one knows your Ford better than Ford and Ford Service. Now you can get the works at your Ford dealer for $39.95 or less with a $10 rebate by mail, making it just $29.95. Up to five quarts oil, taxes, diesel, and disposal fees extra. Rebate by prepaid debit card. See your participating Ford dealer for exclusions and rebate details through 331.17. Welcome to Staples. Staples guy, I have my own business, so I wear lots of hats. Now I'm wearing my office manager hat because I need supplies. Well, Staples has everything you need. Now I'm putting on my CFO hat because I can't overspend. And you won't. Right now, save up to $150 on HP laptops and desktops all my hats and i would like to thank you they are welcome staples everything you need for business at great prices and now save up to 150 dollars on hp laptops and desktops and 31817 c store or staples.com for details restrictions may apply it's tournament time and it's tournament talk heats up we focus on the local teams every tuesday night fourth and danger is every tuesday night from six to seven on 1700 kbgg we talk everything sports including iowa iowa state and so much more catch it live on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Fourth and Danger with me, Danger, Will Drury, Levi from Hawkeye Heaven, and special guests. It's tournament time. Don't miss it. Every Tuesday nights from 6 to 7, Fourth and Danger on 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select all-included package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, 
monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Pro-rated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet. Equipment not returned on their facing conditions. Apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. This is Jimmy B and TC on Des Moines' big station for sports. 1700 KBGG. Back with you live here from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talkers 1700. Glad to have you with us here on a Monday. We're breaking down brackets and we go next to Another guy we've had on all throughout mm-hmm. the course of the basketball season. He is Scott Phillips, and he joins us right now on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Scott, how is your bracketing going right now? It's going really well. i got to say, uh, for a first couple drafts through my bracket, I'm pretty happy with things right now. I'm not rewriting things and crossing things out so much yet. So I think I have a good sense of where I feel the bracket's going to go. How many times do you go through it before you decide? And is Wednesday the day that you finally decide? Yes. I always do a dry run, and I always have a good sense of who I think my uh, second weekend and third weekend teams are going to be. But... Then as the week goes on, as I want to research uh, certain you know mid-major teams, mostly to see what kind of tendencies they have against their specific matchups, seeing you know what kind of speeds they're able to play out. A specific example being a game like Virginia, where they place a, or they face an up-tempo team in UNC Williamson as a number 12 seed. I want to see how UNC Wilmington is fared facing teams that have slowed it down this year. Things like that. So. You know, we've had injuries in the past on Wednesday, too. Cal losing Tyrone Wallace last year on Wednesday before a Friday afternoon game. Things can change, so I like changing the bracket up at the last minute. Well, it'll all start up with the first four games. Uh, the 16 seeds playing, uh, not a whole lot to dig in there. Do you have any thoughts, though, in the other two matchups, the night ones and Tuesday and Wednesday night? You know, we get so deep into the bracket, sometimes we forget about these games. You got a good feeling, uh, K-State, Wake Forest, or Providence, USC in those matchups? Yeah, I got to say, people should keep more of an eye on these first four matchups than people might want to let on because we've seen a team advance to the round of 32 from these games every year. So mm-hmm. we seem to see a team that, you know, kind of catapults themselves with a victory, gets hot and gets motivated, and then is more prepared to come out in that first game than maybe some other teams are. And there's something to be said for that because they're getting rid of those first game jitters. They're on national television, they've already traveled. They have this perception that they're one of the last four teams in, which kind of gives them a little bit of an attitude towards it. And it's always been interesting. There's a team I do like. It's Wake Forest. They were mm-hmm. uh, 500 in the ACC play. They have a legitimate All-American and John Collins down low who averaged 19 points and 10 rebounds in a very tough ACC. And I just think they're a team that lost a lot of close games to elite teams. And now that they're maybe playing a little bit of weaker competition outside of conference, they have a chance to pile up some wins here. Cincinnati in the second, or what would be their second game in the true first round, the round of 64, I think is a favorable matchup for them if they get past Kansas State. Do you know anything at all about UC Davis? 
Do I know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jim Lust actually <laughs> well, is their head. Yeah, their head coach is actually uh, fam- weird family connection, but his sister was a high- an elementary uh, school principal of mine. So really? the Lust wow. family in the Chicagoland area is quite big. Niles Notre Dame graduates. Uh, they have a kid, Joe Mooney, who's a freshman on the team, who is also from there. So they they are connected in the Chicagoland area, and the Lusts do recruit uh, Chicago for UC Davis. Speaking of that, so <laughs> Jim Les's sister was your principal, right? That's great. Correct. That's great. Was she a mean SOB <laughs> like her brother? No, she was wonderful. She really? knew everyone's oh, name. Oh, yeah. Wow. Was it pleasant to deal with in the PTA world, at least from, wow. you know, my eighth my eight year old sense of things? Uh yeah, she seemed to be well liked. <laughs> It's a bigger upset than a, a yeah. sixteen beating a one that Jim Les's sister is actually a nice person. I've I've had a few dealings with Jim back in the day in the MVC and uh sure. didn't always go incredibly well. That's a conversation for he's another a fiery guy. guy. Yeah, he's a fiery guy. He, he is. definitely has softened up a little bit over time, but he's he's not afraid to get in the mix of things. Well, you talked a little bit, Scott, about your home base there in Chicago. Chicago's Big Ten team, self proclaimed, is Northwestern. The Wildcats get in. They get Vanderbilt in the opening round, and then with the victory, more than likely, it'll be the Zags in round two. Could we see a shocker? Not only Northwestern getting in, what do you think of their matchups with Vandy and then Gonzaga in the second round if they get to that spot? Well, I'd say Northwestern does have a bit of a favorable draw in that they get Gonzaga the second game. Not to diminish Gonzaga as a one seed, but I think in terms of Northwestern's sense of what they would ideally need to do to get past one of those teams, that's a good matchup for them. Uh, I don't think they do beat Vanderbilt the first game. I think the Commodores are playing some of the best basketball that we've seen entering this tournament. Don't be deceived by the fact that they have 15 losses. That is a tournament record. This team has won seven of their last nine games, though, including three wins over Florida, who's a very good team. They spread the floor quite a bit. This is a team that snuck in the tournament last year that has pieces that want to prove themselves this year. They lost two first-round picks from that team last year. I think they have pieces this year and guys like Luke Cornett that are a tough matchup for Northwestern. I just don't see the Wildcats, who did limp a little bit into the field, making a run here. Uh, Let's go to upset specials. And... I haven't done anything like what you have done yet. I told Trent when we started the show, today I start to uh, do some homework on things. But what I have seen so far is that a lot of people, and we'll go back to the famous five uh, twelve games, a lot of people are loving Middle Tennessee State over Minnesota. A lot of people like Nevada to knock out Iowa State as well. Uh, do you have like a upset special that you could call here on a Monday? Yeah, I do like Middle Tennessee over Minnesota. I've been praising the Blue Raiders for the better part of the year. They've had a better team this year than their 15th seed that beat Michigan State last year, which shows you how dangerous they are. Conference USA has traditionally been undervalued quite a bit by the committee the last two years. We've seen Conference USA's champion UAB and Middle Tennessee win its first-round game against teams like Iowa State and, uh, you know, last season against Michigan State. So you're looking this year where they actually do get a legitimate seed as a 12, mm-hmm. and they could get in and win a couple games here. They have guys in Giddy Potts and Reggie Upshaw who are back from last year's team's uh, talented double-figure scorers, and they had an Arkansas transfer in Ja'Cory Williams, who's the player of the year in that league and a very good player. So, I really like that team, not only against Minnesota, but they're going to give a tough matchup to a team like Butler in the second round. 
that could make Middle Tennessee a team to watch for the Sweet 16. And I also really like Rhode Island against Creighton, that first okay. matchup in the 6-11 game in, mid, in the Midwest. Uh, the Rams, again, kind of played their way in on the last day by winning the Atlantic 10 Conference Tournament. But this is a team that's had NCAA aspirations the last two years. Their best player, E.C. Matthews, went down with a torn ACL the first game of last year. So these guys have been targeting this game for two years now that everybody's together and fully healthy. A team of mostly veterans and seniors and juniors in that starting lineup. And a guy in E.C. Matthews who's returned from that ACL injury and become a star player and really turned into one of the better players that we haven't talked about in this tournament. But they're a team to watch against Creighton, who I didn't think played nearly as well once Marcus Foster, I'm sorry, not Marcus Foster, Mo Watson went yeah. down with injury. They still do have Marcus Foster. They have talented pieces like Justin Patton. They're just not the same as they were before. They're not quite as dynamic on offense. Okay, one, and when you talk about dynamic on offense, a team that is not so dynamic on offense is Virginia. And I hear an awful lot of talk about NC Wilmington and being a dynamic offensive team and Virginia. That game is in Orlando. Your thoughts on that one? It's funny. That is another enticing potential 5-12 upset. But I was talking about this with my NBC colleague, Rob Doster, last night. And we both feel as though Virginia was the absolute worst draw that UNC Wilmington could have got. Mm. We were big fans of this team as well to be a potential upset in one of those regardless of who they play type of scenarios. Virginia is just not a good matchup for this team. UNC Wilmington likes to get up and down the floor. They want to press and create turnovers with that VCU style of getting up and down a little bit. And Virginia wants to slow the ball, play methodical, and have possessions where they're you know, milking the clock and making sure that they have control of the game. That's not what UNC Wilmington wants to face. I'm anxious to see how they face a team like that with Virginia that is able to dictate tempo against one seeds and better teams in the ACC. So Virginia is going to dictate tempo. It just depends on whether UNC Wilmington can beat them in their game. Well, we got to talk about one of the other 5-12 matchups, and it deals with our local team, Iowa State. Nevada, they'll get up and down. Eric Musselman, they'll push the pace. Uh, got a couple of guys here from the Midwest that played in the MVC, and I'm sure a lot of people will remember. This matchup for the Cyclones, kind of like it was a year ago. I talked about this at the top, Scott. Feels like the matchup with Iona where they'll like to get up and down, but Iowa State seemingly does it a little bit better. It feels the same way here. Upset watch in your mind for the Cyclones? Do you think they're going to be fine? Yeah, they should definitely keep, uh, you know, make sure that they're well prepared for this one because you look at the scores that Nevada has brought with head coach Eric Musselman. He comes from that NBA background, being a former Warriors coach and having a lot of personnel influences from there. But he's done a nice job with transfers, as you guys mentioned. Marcus Marshall, uh, Jordan Caroline, guys that came from Missouri State and Southern Illinois. So a lot of you Valley fans should be familiar with them. And keep an eye on Cameron Oliver. He's a sleeper NBA mm-hmm. prospect, a great athlete who's averaging 16 points and nine rebounds. This is a team of guys, Nevada, that can really get up and down the floor and score. I just don't think they're as experienced in big games as Iowa State is. And you look at how well the Cyclones are playing right now, the four seniors that they have on that team, two of them are going to be playing at home in the Milwaukee area for that first round. So I just don't see them losing that game. I just think Iowa State's playing too good a ball. They have too many guys that have been there before. And when push comes to shove, I trust an All-American like Monty Morris to get things done in a tight game. Have you ever heard of Edgar Jones, who played for Nevada? I have not, no. Okay, he's the best player ever to come out of the Nevada Wolfpack. I still think it's Nick Fazekas. So, no. Nick Fazekas is pretty good. No, Edgar is way better. And just look him (laughs) up. Just look him up. 
Trent's doing it right now, Edgar Jones, and you'll see. While he's doing that, I have another question then for you. Sure. With teams that got beat early, for an example, Baylor got upset by um, by K State. Uh, or, or should I'm, I'm just using that as an example. Teams that sure. got bounced early, should we lay off of them, or does that really not play into the dance? No, I think that's a viable question. There are some teams where you look at their last 10 games and you can start to send or sense a trend to where they're in a free fall. You know, maybe they've lost 6 of 10 or 7 of uh, 10 entering the tournament. Those are the teams that if they were bounced out early that I'm concerned with more than, say, a team like Baylor who's facing Kansas State that for the third time, the Kansas State team that's desperate to get in the tournament and that really needed that win more than anybody. Um, you know, there's teams that are, I would be more concerned with than a team like Baylor, but you do have to watch for those sorts of things because teams that are starting to play worse and worse as time goes on, that starts to expose itself at this point in the season. All right, one more for me. I'll let Jim finish up with you here. As you uh, have gone through your bracket, subject to change, who do you got in your final four? <laughs> How, who, who's sitting there right now? with uh, still some editing to be done, and who do you ultimately have to win this thing, which seems just so completely wide open? Yeah, so I, my final four I feel okay with. In the East, I have Duke beating Villanova mm-hmm. in Madison Square Garden. That's an unbelievable potential slugfest, and I think the Blue Devils are just playing great lately. The West region, I have Gonzaga beating Florida State in the Elite Eight. I think that the Bulldogs are going to prove a lot of people wrong. They have a balanced team. Uh, Mark Few's done a tremendous job with a top-ten offense and defense, and it's his most talented team ever. In the South, I like Kentucky beating North Carolina in the Elite Eight. I think that the Wildcats have the most talented backcourt if Malik Monk and De'Aaron Fox are really playing up to what they're capable of. Uh, De'Aaron Fox lately has been tremendous. The Wildcats have been really good. I think that they prevail and end up beating UCLA and North Carolina to get there. In the Midwest, I like Kansas uh, you know, overcoming that loss to TCU during the week, beating Louisville in the Elite Eight, and having that home crowd in Kansas City kind of play a favor towards them in games with guys like Iowa State and Louisville. So, again, I see Kansas, Kentucky, Duke, and Gonzaga Final Four. A lot of ones and two seeds, but I really like the draws that those four teams have. All right, pal. That's, that sounds good. Do you have a and, – and we've seen this happen, and Trent likes to play this card. <clears throat> Excuse me, and rightfully so. We saw VCU make a run all the way uh, to the Final Four. We saw Tennessee make make a run out of the uh, uh, play-in game uh, into the, what, uh, Sweet, Sweet 16? 16 yeah. yeah. So teams that are in that so-called four, uh, first four have, have had success in the past. Do you have a team coming out of there that might shock somebody? Yeah, I think Wake Forest would be the team okay. to watch from there. Uh, you know, John Collins, as I mentioned, great piece. They have a really dynamic offense, guys like Brian Crawford who can space the floor. And I think Danny Manning's done a really nice job of subtly building that program. It's a tough job to compete against Carolina and Duke, but he's done a great job of bringing in recruits that can come in and help him win. Awesome stuff as always. Scott, you uh, staying in Chicago, maybe making your way north to Milwaukee. You got your marching orders yet? Yeah, I'm figuring things out, actually. I, I might be looking to Milwaukee for the first day. I really like some of those matchups there, including uh, your Cyclones, obviously, mm-hmm. and a huge mm-hmm. one with Nevada. And Indianapolis is really enticing for Sunday because we're looking at a potential Wichita State-Indianapolis mm-hmm. uh, second-round game. I was at the game in St. Louis a couple years back when those two met, and Wichita State was unbeaten. And one of the greatest games I've ever had, the 
chance to witness live, and I'd like to see the rematch if possible. Wichita, Kentucky one more time. We're yep. looking forward to that. Hey, as always, Scott, appreciate you joining us. Have a good one, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks for having me on, guys. See you, pal. There you go. More insight into how you should start to shape your brackets a little bit. And we're going to put an end to your ridiculous notion that uh, Edgar Jones was a better college basketball player at Nevada. Greatest player they've ever had there. It's not true. It is true. We'll get inside the numbers coming up next. I saw the numbers. I'm still convinced it's Edgar. You're completely wrong, and I'll tell you why coming up next year. Your road to March Madness NCAA Basketball on Westwood One with 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Billion Automotive and Mr. Executive. Trey Condon here, and I want to tell you about our great friends at Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. If you're looking for basketball, you're not going to find a better place in the metro than Draft House 50. Big screen TVs across the bar, sound on for the local games, and great brews to go along with it. Don't forget about the food. Classic bar food with an upscale style and a tap system like you've never seen before. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hi, this is Craig Hodson, Vice President, Market Manager at Cumulus Media Des Moines. Cumulus is a proud sponsor of the Polk City Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber promotes economic development to strengthen the business climate and enhance the quality of life in Polk City. Please join me in welcoming and supporting these members. Capo's Family Medicine, Kiwanis Club of PC, Lakeside Fellowship, Letch Law Firm, Luana Savings Bank, Metro Waste Authority, Michelle's School of Dance, Mid-American Energy, North Polk Community School District, North Polk Living Magazine, New York Life Insurance Agent Joshua McLean, P&M Apparel, Papa's Pizzeria, Polk City Arts and Suzanne Willie Studios, and Polk City Women's Group. The Polk City Chamber of Commerce and Cumulus Media wish to thank these members. Learn more about the Polk City Chamber of Commerce online at polkcitychamber.com. PolkCityChamber.com Hiring is the most challenging part of my job. It's really hard. The searching, the sorting through resumes. Most people don't have the right experience. We started using ZipRecruiter about three months ago. Right from the start, you could tell it was going to make hiring a lot easier. One click and my job was posted to 200 plus job boards. All the top sites. All of the candidates came to my dashboard and it's easy to compare them. Thumbs up if I like them. Thumbs down if I didn't. No emails and attachments, printing up docs, phone calls, none of that. And I couldn't believe the number of great applicants we got. I had the person we needed within one week. I don't know how we hired before ZipRecruiter. Whether you're looking to fill one position or 20, find the best candidates with ZipRecruiter, where your job is just one click away from 200-plus job sites. ZipRecruiter, the fastest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash music. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash music. ZipRecruiter.com slash music. Your road to March Madness. Carolina's crawled back into a 10-3 stretch. Got it down low. Johnson gets it home. It's down to one. NCAA basketball on Westwood One with 1,700 KBGG. But he shoots and scores. Sponsored by Billion Automotive and Mr. Executive. The biggest games are on 1700 KBGG. What's it up? The NCAA on Westwood One with 1700 KBGG. 
Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Hey, everybody, it's me, it's Jimmy B., and I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. One dollar to join any membership for someone in your family as well. Just one dollar. It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. Jim Brenson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, our final segment of the uh, day. By the way, uh, you can uh, just lock and load right here on 1700. Because we will have all of the NCAA tournament action for you beginning at, what, 11 o'clock uh, Central? Uh, yeah, I think 10.30 with 10, the pregame 10.30 show. 10.30 with the yeah, pregame show. Going, and it's a uh, full couple of days of basketball. Yeah, it's great. Uh, the uh, first four as well, yeah. starting tomorrow and Wednesday night. So, yeah, wall-to-wall coverage, of course, it'll be about 9 o'clock the tip-off with Iowa State. Right. They play Nevada. Yes. So Jimmy B comes in here today, of course, yes. bringing up things that aren't relevant. <laughs> Talking about the greatest player in Nevada history is, and so is Nick Fazekas. It's not even close. It's Edgar Jones. Well, it isn't. Edgar Jones, yes. nice player in Nevada. He was a great player. Yeah. All-time leading scorer. Yep. Played in the NBA for six yeah. years. Sure. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Did well. Nice. Scored in double figures in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, not well, nine a game. What, but... did, uh, what did Nick Fazekas do? Well, not only did he break his scoring record. He did in 2006. But he was also a three-time conference player of the year. Okay. Your boy, Edgar Jones, never was. Okay. So there's uh, number one. He was a Wooden Award finalist. Now, there wasn't a Wooden Award. No, there wasn't. But certainly not the same kind of recognition for your buddy, Ed- Edgar, here. Edgar, yeah. He was uh, third-team All-American his junior year. Mm-hmm. Second-team All-American his senior year. Uh-huh. And also won something called the jo- Joseph Kearney Award. I don't know what that is. But <laughs> stop. Okay. Just stop. All right. Here's something. Nick Fazekas yes. is such a superior player to this made-up guy that you're talking he's about. He's not here. made up. He's the real deal. Nick Fazekas was a better player. Here is something that Nick Fazekas never did. What, was in the dunk contest? Edgar Jones won the slam dunk contest in 1984 in the NBA. Great. That doesn't make you a better I'm college I'm just telling you, player. Nick Fazekas never did that. You were, right, you were right. naming that other stuff off. Right. Yeah. Never did that. What makes you a better player, winning a dunk contest or being an All-American? <laughs> Apparently, to Jim Brinson, dunk contest. Dunk contest is highly important You're to me. You're such a goober. Thank you. Unbelievable. Edgar Jones. Yep. Good Second player. best player in Nevada good, history. Good player. Not good bad. Player. Not as good as Nick Fazekas. Good player. Well, Nick Fazekas had the three-point shot. Edgar did not. Not as good of a player as Nick Fazekas. So take away the three-pointers, 
Probably, Edgar probably still is the all-time oh. leading scorer. So Nick Vizekas would have been an All-American <laughs> yeah, without the three-point shot. I didn't say that. Here. Just saying the all-time You're leading scorer. You're continuing to lose the little shred doing, of credibility I, that you have. I have no credibility. Oh, Come on, you good. know that. That's good. Do you have in your estimation, now that we are starting to peruse this a little well, bit. Well, I've been perusing. You didn't do any, I have, any I have scout perused. work coming in. No. I, I'm, I will be much better tomorrow because I well, will. you can't be work much on, worse. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I could. Uh, the the thing that the thing that catches my eye is you're going to laugh at me. What do you got? UCLA. What against Kent State? No, no, not just that first oh, round okay. game. Yes, I just think that they're even though they got beat by Arizona in the uh, Pac-12 tourney yep. this time around, I just think they're dangerous as hell. Oh yeah, I really. Why would do. I laugh at that? Well. You know, you laugh at stuff I say. Right, when you say something moronic. Not like you're really stepping out of ledge here. Well, no. UCLA no, is a team that no, could. I'm just, no, I'm just saying people have pretty much written them off. Who? Lots of the national pundits, they don't have them going very far. I saw plenty of people having them beat Kentucky and get to the lead eight. Okay, I mean, that's, yeah, I have them doing that. Yeah. That's, you're not stepping so out of So that wasn't a revelation to you? No. That wasn't stepping outside the box? Not at all. Oh, okay. Not at all. Hoping I had something. If, if you would have had them losing to Wake Forest Do, or something, now in the now round I of 32, I, okay. I would have said, whoa. No, no that I don't. They, they're going to get to the Sweet 16. And I don't have that. Beat Kentucky for a second time? Yeah. It's not a real big stretch there, Jim. Okay. I Let's was... see what else you got. <laughs> what else have you been able to rattle together here in the last two and a half hours? <laughs> <laughs> Another hot take from Jim Brinson. What, what's next? You well, know what? Yeah. I really think that North Carolina could make a Final Four. Oh, go stop that. I know that one. Well, what do you got next for me? The, I'm just waiting after that. The, doozy. The, the, <laughs> the, the next one I think that will be interesting will be UC Davis and Miami. Get out of here. No. UC Davis and uh, Kansas. No, not really. I Look, I... The more that I have watched, and you and I both stay up late and watch West Coast games, Mm -hmm. I think the West Coast is going to be highly representative here. I will break off from you there. And you know I've watched a lot of Pac-12. I I know you do. And I've I've watched more UCLA, Oregon, even USC, teams like that. I've watched a lot of them this year. The problem that I have... okay. As fun as it is to watch when you got Arizona and Oregon going up and down, you know, all those games have been so entertaining. They are. But the rest of the league was awful. I mean, Oregon State is a—I mean, they're just not bad. They're really, really bad. And I, Washington I State agree. and Washington terrible, and on and on yep. and on. Cal and Utah were decent, but that's it. Mm-hmm. And we've seen this happen before with conferences that come in very top-heavy. Yes, but then when they start to go up against competition, at least up there. It's a different level. But isn't that the SEC all the time for the most part? It is. It's and, and way, way top-heavy, and then the rest of it's trash. Right. And we've seen that come back to bite them plenty of times, okay. too. Yeah. We've seen plenty of early exits just last year. Yeah. And you look at it, and you saw Kentucky getting beat by Indiana right here in Des Moines, and on and on and on. So I, I that is my concern. I, as fun as those teams are to watch, mm-hmm. I'm still not sure how good they really are. You know, that win for UCLA when they went into Kentucky and won right. back in the beginning of December. That game was sensational. Oh, it was a great game. I mean, UCLA was playing at such a high level mm-hmm. offensively. Still, They still have those same concerns defensively. And though 
They were maybe able to mask them here, what, about a month ago? About a month ago, yeah. They got a little better. Again, who are they doing it right. against? Right, okay. So I agree with you. I love watching all those teams, especially the top end three okay. from the Pac-12. But I wouldn't be one of the people shocked if only one of them made the Sweet 16. You okay. know what happened? You think Oregon, you know, UCLA, or either either, you know, either Rhode Island beats Oregon. Okay. You know, something like that. All and, right. And you, you go in and, oh, look at that. VCU got Arizona in the round of 13. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be completely shocked, falling in my chair shocked if that happened, just because of that reason. Okay. Just, just because Just because the league was so top-heavy mm-hmm. and the lower tier was just awful. It was really bad. You saw Washington by the oh, end of the year. Oh, God, it was terrible. Poor, poor Fultz. How does, like, I, I, I like Lorenzo Romar. He's a good dude. But yeah. how does he keep that job, Trent, at Washington? It's great. I know he's got studs coming he's in next year. He's got Michael year. Porter Jr. That is the only reason. He's wow. got the number one player in the country coming in. Wow. He's his godfather. Yeah. Here's your job. Now you better do it this year. Wow. Couldn't do it this year. Yeah. It's, it's what are done for him. And too. he had Markel Fultz. And didn't do anything. Well, they finished nine and twenty-three. Just terrible. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, we'll be uh, continuing on our coverage. Iowa State. Yeah. We got Iowa in the NIT. Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot on that. We talked a little bit with Tom. Yeah, Kaker. but we'll get more into the NIT stuff, particularly yeah. on Wednesday. Yeah, it is game day. Sure. And look, I I know you as a, a hawk guy, you're not that fired up. But hey, it's better than a sharp stick in the eye. Well, that's true. You got me there. I'd rather watch NIT basketball than a sharp stick in the eye. See, I sold one today. Perfect. We're out of here. Marty and Miller are next. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxdemoines.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the Spa at West Glen. Hiring is the most challenging part of my job. It's really hard. The searching, the sorting through resumes. Most people don't have the right experience. We started using ZipRecruiter about three months ago. Right from the start, you could tell it was going to make hiring a lot easier. One click and my job was posted to 200 plus job boards, all the top sites. All of the candidates came to my dashboard and it's easy to compare them. Thumbs up if I liked them, thumbs down if I didn't. No emails and attachments, printing up docs, phone calls, none of that. And I couldn't believe the number of great applicants we got. I had the person we needed within one week. I don't know how we hired before ZipRecruiter. Whether you're looking to fill one position or 20, find the best candidates with ZipRecruiter, where your job is just one click away from 200-plus job sites. ZipRecruiter, the fastest way to hire. 
And right now you can try ZipRecruiter free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash music. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash music. ZipRecruiter.com slash music. Allergy sufferers are hearing a lot of numbers these days about symptoms and relief. But the number sufferers want most is zero, as in zero nasal allergy symptoms. And nothing gets you closer to zero than Nasacort. Because unlike antihistamines that stop only one cause of your allergy symptoms, Nasacort stops more. And stopping more gets you closer to zero. For 24-hour relief of your worst nasal allergy symptoms, including congestion, choose Nasacort. It stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. Don't miss this amazing limited-time offer from Sprint. Switch and get four lines of unlimited data talk and text, plus HD video and 10 gigabytes of mobile hotspot, all for just $22.50 per month per line for four lines. Just $22.50 per line. That's 50% off Verizon Unlimited and AT&T Unlimited Plus rates. And don't forget, Sprint's network reliability is within 1% of Verizon and AT&T. So, why would you pay twice as much for your Unlimited plan? Hurry in for the best Unlimited plan ever. Visit Sprint.com slash Unlimited or call 1-800-SPRINT-1 today. After 331 $60 for line 1, $40 line 2, and $30 lines 3 through 4 per month. Coverage and offer not everywhere. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, and premium content. Streams video at up to HD 1080p. Music at up to 1.5 megabits per second. Gaming at up to 8 megabits per second. Credit $30 activation fee. Prohibited network use. Stated deprioritization and restrictions apply. At DSMCredit.com, we have a different way of looking at things. Like, one bad apple doesn't spoil the bunch. Life hands you lemons? It's still a respectable piece of fruit. And that's how we treat you and your credit, with respect. Go to DSMCredit.com and get your approval for a brand new 2017 Stu Hansen Hyundai Elantra for just $119 a month. Or 2017 Hyundai Sonata, just $149 per month with zero down. Plus, get America's best warranty. 10 years, 100,000 miles. Bad credit? We say, so you missed a couple of payments. No credit? We call that just getting started. Bankruptcy? So you took a chance. At DSMCredit.com, it's all about a positive perspective. Get a 2017 Stu Hansen Hyundai from just $119 a month with zero down. Go to DSMCredit.com or call 253-3000. Stu Hansen Hyundai and Clive. You need credit? At DSMCredit.com, we positively.